Welcome back to Season 3 of the Salt and Shadows Podcast. After witnessing an uprising in the glorification of productivity and positivity, our podcast was born out of a felt necessity for real, accessible education for wholesome healing. Our goal is to bring our communities conversation and education that sparks empowerment for how to actually live a fulfilled and magical existence. In this season three of our podcast, we're so excited to welcome locals from where we live here in Skagit Valley, Washington, to share in their intentional magical living practices. We are your hosts, Diana Marshall, specializing in spiritual rehabilitation with Safe Passage Tarot, and Courtney Klopp of the lifestyle brand Self Care Creature. We hope you enjoy this episode. Today we are welcoming in Kendra from Hogue Road Maker Co. Kendra is the co-owner with her sister Kiera of the Hogue Road Maker Co., a Skagit Valley-based online and pop-up business who sells their macrame and jewelry. HRMC was started as a way to heal and to connect to their community after a tragedy, and boy has it ever. Here they are going on five years later, still healing and still connecting to community in ways they had never even imagined. Her personal growth journey is heavily intertwined with her art, burnout, and the connections they've made because of them. Welcome, Kendra. Hi, Kendra. Hi. I'm just impressed you just said Hogue Road Maker Co. in the way I say it. <laughs> I've had people that are like, I lived on that road. That's my name. Uh, yeah, I know. It's Quag. Yeah. Or whatever. And I'm oh. Like, oh, sorry, but I just pronounced it Hogue Road. That's, I grew up Ho. there. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, I, and that's how I say it. That's hilarious. But there's like a couple different ways you can say it, and I've had like... You know, people come up to me and correct me, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I didn't even think to ask about that the yeah, pronunciation. I'm, I'm very impressed that that was, we lined up that way. Cool. Tomato, tomato. Quag or what? Quag, and there's, someone said something else, and then there's always an old person that comes along and is like, hog. I'm like, that's, that's really wrong. So. Hog road. Yeah. I think I have heard that one, actually. You've heard hog? But I've always just heard hog. I've known it as yeah. hog, and yeah. that's what I was so drawn to your business, especially in the beginning, because I was like, it's yeah. hog road, exactly. it has such a <laughs> yeah. great ring to it, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, how did it, so that must be how you got the name then for the business? Yeah. Well, I mean, 18th doesn't sound as pretty, but it was on the corner, our house growing up on the corner, and so yeah. that's, that's, yeah, it, it just felt right. Oh my gosh. Just felt like it kind of like came to you. Yeah, yeah. Felt my like sister was really trying to think of it, like something, and I'm pretty sure that was my suggestion. Was like, what about like, Hogue Road something? <laughs> and so yeah. it was just easy. It fit. We didn't take too long thinking about it and deciding on it. So I forgot that you did macrame. To be honest, because I know yeah. you so much for your jewelry. What came first, the jewelry or the macrame? The macrame for sure. Yeah, okay, new macrame quite a bit longer, um, right before this I was working on a wholesale order, but, oh wow, uh, yeah, and so the, the plant hangers especially, but, yeah, yeah, that's really where it's kind of started coming in as therapy too, because it's such a repetitive motion mm-hmm. that, like, you can kind of lose yourself in it, and like, you can get really creative with the way it is, but there's no tools or anything needed, it's just you and the core for the most part, and wow. so, besides scissors, of course, but, yeah, but yeah. yeah. And how did you start making your own jewelry? I can't even remember what it was. I know I just really, like, I started making tassels Mm. with macrame techniques. And then I made tassel earrings. 
And then at some point I was like, oh, like, let's try something with some polymer clay. And they were rough, but I thought they were so good at the time. But now it's like I've learned so much more that I come back with such a critical eye where I'm just like, oh, okay, like, I've, I've learned so much. And I love to look back at where I was, though, and be like, oh. Yeah, you actually have to condition the clay and actually like work with it a little bit more than just trying to cut it up directly. And it's and there's ways to make it just much stronger. And yeah, there's a lot a lot you can do with it. A lot you learn with it when it seems like it's such a polymer clay tends to be such a kid's craft kind of thing. Okay. Um, and a lot of people do that, like, but to use it as more of a material for earrings and then a lot then it, that whole kind of polymer clay community started to really like mm. explode and yeah. I was like oh there's so many beautiful creative people in this I love being in this community of it yeah. online and stuff where you have so many different things you can do yeah so yeah what are what's like your creative flow and process for some of your jewelry because Diana and I were talking about today like you have so many unique creations even ones you're wearing now are like these really fun <laughs> like stumpy mushrooms my little mushrooms and Diana has on these giant crescent moon earrings giant crescent well giant yeah <laughs> the, the like four inch moons but um yeah it's just, a lot of it is really like there's not necessarily like a specific process to it it's just me yeah like all find some colors or something that are really drawing me to them today and like I'll set it all in front of me and I just kind of stare at it for a minute and like start kind of just trying to start working with something but recently I did a collection where it was more inspired by just my apartment around me Uh, um and so it's very like 70s and a lot of chartreuse and love it um, yes love it (laughs) a lot more of like yeah just kind of funkier shapes and stuff and so it's it just depends on where I draw the inspiration from, but then I just kind of go. I don't. Yeah. I don't really like making a whole bunch of the same earring over and over again. I don't yeah. really like. Yeah. Um, I like to do small batches of just whatever my heart feels like making at the time. Cool. And are both you and your sister equally involved in the company as well? So it started off, yeah, as it was really like her baby, Pierre's mm-hmm. baby of company, um, and then. And I was just kind of a maker, but then we ended up kind of being co-owners, um, and she's had to step back in the past few years just with various things in her life, and now she's about to have a baby next month, so... Oh, wow! There's a, yeah. Nice. So, be an auntie. Uh, yes, I love... Well, and I have a niece and nephew on the other side, but this uh, is her first baby, and so wow. we're all very excited. Um, and so, yeah, she's a little busy with various other things in her life that... There isn't as much room to be creative, and she got really burnt out, too, with a lot of the stress and stuff that was happening. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, is she your twin? Yeah, we're identical she twins. Twin. Yes. Oh, So shoot. it's your twin's baby, so yes. that's even, so, for some reason, that seems even more special. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> like, I, I said the other day, too, I was like, it's just very strange, like, looking at my sister while she's pregnant and being like, oh, yeah. that's what I would look like pregnant. Like, I'm, <laughs> this is a very unique situation I'm in. Oh my goodness. Where, yes. like, you can kind of see these things in, I can see these things in her, and so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're very different, but, like, we're all both very artistic, and so, um, like, yeah, it was, it, it's been a really good way that we've been able to connect when she is able to contribute, because I, you know, I welcome her to contribute as much as I can, but I'm not going to force her to make anything, and. Yeah. It's been, it's been a really lovely thing in our relationship to be able to have something that's, like, focused around art, and Aww. so. Because that's something that we've always had in common, for sure. Even with 
quite a few things in our lives being very different from each other. Yeah. Art is our consistent thing in the between us. Did you want to, and it's totally fine if, we, if you want to just move on from this also, but do you want to explain a little bit about how you said you began in tragedy? And yes. And growing from that place of healing? Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> uh, we, my, so my sister had a friend come back into town, and her and her husband, uh, after she was a uh, traveling dialysis technician, and so they came back into town, and they actually were living in their house with them um, in the guest room. And um, uh, she, they, there was uh, her husband, unbeknownst to any of us, had an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, she went out to look for him one night after she came home from work super late because um, she just got like a weird text from him and was like, "I need to like get him home." It's a weeknight, he's definitely drunk and he's gonna drive and I don't want that and so mm-hmm. but then he ended up actually coming in right and turning into the house. My brother in law was with her to go look. Um my sister was asleep um it was like eleven thirty on a Monday I think and uh she, uh her husband kind of did not want her up in his face and he was kind of a pacifist and trying to leave the situation mm-hmm. and made some mistakes because he was drunk and it ended up hitting the car door ended up hitting her in perfectly the right way that uh, she died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital and my brother-in-law was right behind her and got huge bruises and it was you know my sister's absolute best friend um and you know we still love him we like i'm we're friends with him like we welcome him now that he's out of prison and um because we know that that wasn't him that was his alcoholism yeah. Um, and that he absolutely loved her to death. There was no, never any doubt about that, that that was not what it was. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and so, uh, there was a lot of feeling after that of being just so close to that situation. And wow. I just remember being told, I think it was my first or second day of work at my new store that I was working at, um, my new job. And I just threw my phone across the room. I was just so, mm. like didn't even know what to think. I just got angry. and Yeah. Um, what's funny now, too, is I think I just don't have any of that anger in me anymore. I'm like, if I could forgive someone mm-hmm. for a situation like this, like, I've just realized how much wasted energy there is in anger. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, Kiara one day was, um, she was just trying to dive into different art and stuff to figure out kind of to help her cope in some ways and besides just therapy um mm-hmm. but uh she was doing it and I was like hey like can you what are you doing there can you just show me how to do that knot and so she showed me a square knot it's like the most basic foundational knot <laughs> and I stole a bunch of her cord and some other stuff to make things and brought it home to my apartment <laughs> <laughs> and she's like <laughs> she still always when she tells it she's pretty bitter but <laughs> like seriously you stole all that stuff from me I was like yeah I didn't have it I wanted to do it right now I got to do it before I had to re- like do quite a few of those knots before I forget get them in the muscle memory right and so wow yeah it's been a yeah so with that kind of in her in mind and just being able to connect with each other and be able to have something to kind of focus all that energy on that just 
so many things going through your brain and your body and everything and it was just nice to be able to have an outlet for that yeah, yeah. so there's a little, little bit of a pretty much Shannon Shannon spirit and all of the stuff we make now too oh. I think so my gosh that's so beautiful yeah, yeah. thank you for sharing that really. <laughs> we know it couldn't have been easy and we really appreciate it too yeah that was a rough day for sure yeah well what a beautiful way to just talk about like yeah processing and moving grief and like I've definitely heard of art therapy and I don't know the like technicalities and the professionalism yeah. of that but this sounds like a type of art therapy like diving in connecting with your sister through Shannon's spirit and just like mm -hmm. creating bringing creations to the world that touch people so much especially with the uniqueness of your pieces yeah yeah it brings to mind like Courtney and I talk a lot about like with her work she calls specifically shadow weaving and we both do a lot of weaving of our shadows and things like that and specifically talking about working through your grief by weaving in a way with your hands and by letting go by creating there's just something really mm -hmm. beautiful about that as well that that speaks to a level of of what we try to bring to people as well it's just understanding that creating within your life can bring so much healing as well yeah 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 that letting go moving through acceptance uh forgiveness like all of those things and being yeah. present rather than turning away yeah do you specifically have a like a definition for shadow work um no <laughs> great that's fine <laughs> everyone that one um are you familiar with that term not particularly okay yeah it's essentially the the turning towards and ex exactly everything we're describing here exactly that's mm -hmm. what you just described I'd say is a big part of what shadow work is and it's instead of turning away and closing off and like not looking towards what's uncomfortable not just in life but also within yourself and like learning how to be with that and expand within that for whole healing yeah and, and what you were saying earlier, I can't remember if it was before we started recording or after, but what you were saying with um, the weaving itself bringing you into a, almost a meditative state, mm -hmm. because it does do that, because being in those places brings you into focus, because you have to be present to be watching and creating and paying attention to actually make those things. So it brings your focus and your presence to the forefront and when you are processing things like grief, it really makes it a lot more, like it flows so much more naturally as a human being to not just move on in a space where we're being productive, but being in a space where we are being present and still a part of creating, but, but being there with ourselves. Like it's such a more healing foundation. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any personal practices that you feel like that you just use in your day-to-day -day life or that connect you to your magic or whatever your definition of magic may be? <laughs> I always try to do something like intentionally, intentionally creative um, mm. every day because that's something that's super important to me. Um, oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Like even if it's just doodling while I'm at my, my desk at my day job, like yeah. just having something there that kind of inspires me to be able to get that side of me out because I've realized, yeah, especially over the years, just how important that is 
um, to who I am. Because um, growing up, I was like, I took art classes and stuff, but like, I wasn't a good drawer, but I loved it. Like, yeah. I can't draw a face. Like, it just turns out real creepy. Like, <laughs> I knew I was an artist, and I always knew I was an artist, but like, all these traditional forms just didn't. Mm. It, it wasn't something that I necessarily excelled at. Um, but I feel like I can relate to that too. Like yeah. Feeling like you're a very creative person, but not feeling like you have anything to show it. Yeah. Yeah. To have any medium to speak through. Like until I like learned tarot, like I was like, I'm a real spiritual person, but <laughs> I don't know how to tell you that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, I just knew it was important to me, and so, like, I tried everything, and I was like, uh, none of these really, like, quite felt right until I got into macrame, and, mm. um, and then it was incorporating macrame elements into my other jewelry as well, into my jewelry as well, and so, but, you know, often I am just, yeah, even if it's a doodle or anything, but then, um, I've been working with my therapist to try to spend, figure out how to spend more time thinking about some of the hardships and stuff that I've gone through to help process myself. Mm. Um, process it and so that's been more of a recent ad is kind of taking a little bit of time today to think about all the things that happened because I had a failed engagement um where I was basically mom to his son uh, and so that's been very hard to be no longer in contact yeah, yeah. Um, with either of them when they were a huge part of my life and so taking time to actually just like think about that and be in that as much as I want to distract myself with everything and avoid it um yeah but I think yeah being creative and stuff kind of helps me be in that space and feel in control yeah Mm -hmm. um because I do have control issues too oh my gosh we can relate so yeah so making um so trying I've been trying to figure out different ways to kind of incorporate those things yeah, and I, not necessarily daily things, but um, as much as I can, because now that I have all the, so much more time on my plate, um, I'm able to try to do these things. And yeah, like incorporating different ways of being creative into your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would you call that? Would you say that that is like one of the values that you try to bring into your business and bring into your professional side of life too? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, a lot of my values are yeah based on um, just sharing love, and I think I do that through mm-hmm. a lot of my art that I do. It's because you know I love it, and then I find others who love it, and it's just the community because yeah. um, that's that's a huge part of kind of how I've kind of boiled down everything in my life and everything I've been taught is you know love myself so I can love others. Yeah, oh my gosh. Is that kind of like, would you say that's like your ultimate value you would want to yeah, express? I would so. <laughs> yeah, I would Sharing love. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. really beautiful. That's so lover's card. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The lover's card is the card of the year yeah. for, for this year in the tarot. Yeah. And it's all about exactly what you just said, like yeah. learning how to love yourself so that you can be in better relation and love others full-heartedly. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful, like, personal expression of <laughs> defining what that looks like. Would oh. you say, like, do you have any other values that you would bring alongside with that? Uh, I'm sure I do. I just... 
It's also okay. Getting just want to leave it pulling, that pulling them out of my brain is a different issue. <laughs> yeah, um, of like actually having to say them. But um, right. I mean that really is kind of the all encompassing. I think underneath it, there's definitely other things as far as you know kindness and totally. how love can look like different things. Love isn't necessarily always being it's okay it's okay like it, it's not okay right now but yeah yeah <laughs> right you know, and and having that kind of the hard part of love yeah 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 authenticity i'm here mm-hmm. being authenticity great. for sure yeah being real being truthful honesty presence <laughs> all of those good things yeah. so many different ways to express love i love that you're also talking about yeah, the, the discomfort side, bringing it back to, like, the shadow integration and the weaving that we're speaking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Courtney here. I just wanted to take a moment to interrupt this episode and let you know that if you are hearing anything that resonates with you, Diana and I are available for a two-on-one session. We call these our salt and shadow sessions, and this unique offering is available both online or in person at our LeConnor Washington studio. It's a little bit of a combination of lifestyle coaching, a dual tarot and oracle card reading, as well as some ritual integrations and energy clearing. We also would greatly appreciate it if you would please subscribe, download, and share this podcast to help it reach more people. If you'd like to stay up to date with our offerings and events, you can also sign up for our full moon newsletter. You can book a session with us, sign up for emails, or subscribe to our podcast via the link found in the details section of whatever listening platform you're currently tuning in on. We have a deep-rooted mission to bring accessible and sustainable education for wholesome healing to both our local and online communities. Our goal is to provide safe space that sparks empowerment within you so that you can know how to actually live a fulfilled, empowered existence. May you remember the peace and the power you hold within yourself at all times. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. It feels like you're really working through a lot of personal, like, discovery Mm -hmm. as well alongside discovering what you want for your business, too. Yeah. For sure. I think there's probably going to be yeah, quite a few changes within the next couple months even. Oh, really? In our business, just because, and like, as far as, like, defining my style more and, like, where I'm going, I think that kind of having a lot of who I thought I was stripped away is mm. kind of having me reevaluate who I am and what I love yeah. on my own. Um, it's, it's interesting because, yeah, I've already become kind of, like, pretty aware of some of the stuff where I'm like, oh, okay, like... These things that I pictured for my life weren't necessarily the things that I pictured for my life now that I'm single and alone and, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, it's interesting. I want to, yeah, I want to kind of refine everything and do a lot of that in my life and in my business, so... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens, because I don't know necessarily what that means, but... Totally. You're so here for that. Well, and I think that's... So here for it. One of the best things in being an entrepreneur and a business owner is having something that can, like, grow and shift with you, and especially being part of, like, a maker's community Mm -hmm. and a, a local community like Skagit Valley especially, is that 
everyone's here to support you in the finding and blossoming of yourself and through all the different layers as it comes undone and it's okay to shed and to shift and to like figure out something different and to refine as you're saying yeah yeah I think that's one of my favorite things about having my own business at least especially Mm -hmm. is because at first when I started out I remember thinking like ah like I have to stay in this one thing but I mean I'm such an eclectic bitchy and witchy bitch (laughs) bitchy witch all of that all of them um yeah that I could it could never just be one thing so Mm -hmm. I love hearing you speak to this like yeah things are shifting and you're unlayering and figuring it out for yourself I think it's a beautiful place to be even though it can be really challenging too and that's yeah that's one thing that I've really yeah as a business owner like I'm way more happy with what I'm producing and what I'm creating and what I'm doing when it's truly me and it's authentic to me yeah like you're in line that it's like you're more inspired more fun you're way less likely to burn out if you're um not making things for like with this huge broad customer in mind that you're not even that customer yeah like like if you kind of love yourself so you can love others like if you can create for your like i'm creating for myself now more and it's making me feel a lot better about what i'm producing Mm -hmm. um because I love it first so that someone else can love it and it's not just like, oh, okay, I'm making this because it's, you know, kind of along the lines of what sells for other people. Right. And so it's been really, and I think that's a lot where the refining and stuff's going to come down is it's just more of me figuring out how to put more of me into everything I do. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's going to make it that much more meaningful to know that the happiness that you are seeking is also bringing happiness to Mm -hmm. someone else. Like that feels like a really beautiful connection to have with people that are your clients and are buying your items like Mm -hmm. to actually know that it was that creation that you needed to come through and it's also coming into their life now yeah yeah but also that creates a problem of me loving my stuff so much that it's really hard for me to sell it um and I you know they ended up putting it in my jewelry case instead of the ones that's actually going to make me money um and so these (laughs) earrings I'm wearing currently were meant to be sold and I kept I kept them. I love my little mushrooms. They're my so boss cute. makes fun of me for my current <laughs> my current cool. mushroom obsession because um, I have my mushroom mug and that. my mushroom earrings. Yeah, I made a little mushrooms for my plants. And <laughs> well, and even is it? I don't know. Is the does this go against like some sort of business code? But like, I feel like you could even wear them and have them for a while, and when you're ready to pass them on, then you can put them in your shop. And it's like there's just so many different yeah. ways to transfer energy into like be. <laughs> to be with something like whether you're putting the love and happiness into a creation that you then give to somebody else or you're like actually I'm going to keep this for a little bit and like feel into it and then I that's almost like a whole different energetic charge yeah and I've definitely done that with some of my macrobay pieces and then as far as jewelry goes as long as they have like the hooks on the top yeah then I'll just replace the hooks. yeah yeah <laughs> I'll clean up the, the you know the, the polymer or whatever it is and then right just replace the hooks and then your earrings <laughs> I think that's awesome then you're good to go Yes. I think the last, the last few pairs of earrings I bought from you, you were like, I'm so glad you bought them because I was going to keep them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the ones you're wearing now are a perfect example of ones that I had and I switched the hooks on. <laughs> yes. I yes, love that. Yes, we're me quite a few times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that's great though. I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And I love how big they are because I have so much hair. Yeah. I have a shit ton of hair. And the only way you see my earrings is if they're large. So, yeah. They, they look like, great. I like Thank a little you. loud and a little large. It's Yeah. 
it's meant to be seen. Like, yeah. I'm not, I've never been one for like dainty little earrings. I tried to be, but it didn't get me anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't me. It has more personality when they're, you know, noticeable. Yeah. Well, and you, my favorite series that I've seen from you, I would say, was the plant series. And I just, like, I'm serious. My mind was so blown. You, like, all the little tiny pieces of the plants that you put into this clay. Okay, or, see, I did not see those. You did I would have bought some. <laughs> it is tedious, but super fun. But sourcing the right green clay has oh. been so hard. Oh, the pandemic has made, like, so I have to create a lot of the colors now, too. Oh, wow. Because... If you go and you try to source some of the stuff, yeah, it's like, right. If they do have it, it's ancient and the, you can't really use the clay anymore. Yeah, because it's it's lost a lot of its bounce, and so it's really hard to work with. And so it's just been really interesting trying to figure out how to <laughs> get the colors I want. How do yeah. you color? What's that process like for um, coloring clay? I have no so, idea. So <laughs> a lot of it is just mixing other colors. Okay. But I use a pasta machine. And so you, clay. like, oh, where like, you roll it oh. and you crank it. Um, there's ones that they're, like, clay machines, but they're just they're pasta like, machines with a different brand. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah, so I have this nice little metal pasta machine that you just have to just put it through a million times and just keep rolling it. And yes. slowly you can change the, the color of the clay. Okay. Without ruining your hands trying to do it by hand. Whoa. Good to know. That's but, neat. Yeah. I love hearing about the processes because I, like, I have no idea. Yeah, and now I kind of need to, like, be able to get some of those from you now that I'm hearing about them. <laughs> Do you have any of those left? Plants? I'm here? sure I have some. Well, I'm going to, I'm about to swap out some... Uh, a nurse, the my garden nursery in Bellingham. I oh. do. Uh, that's where my wholesale order stuff's for, um, and so I'm about to swap out some of the earrings they have there. And I'm pretty sure they have plant earrings, but I don't know what's left. So you just notice now. We'll see. We'll see. I'll see if I can find some for you. Neat. Yeah. Those, yeah. That was my favorite. Good business plan. Because those ones, yeah, those <laughs> ones are very much true to me too. Is the plant stuff? Because I have a jungle of a house, so. Yeah, and, and I mean, speaking of 70s inspiration, like, yeah. that's ultimate 70s houseplants. So. I got my, my macrame and my, my houseplants all over. Yeah. Something just dawned on me is that you came for one of our new moon ceremonies and we got to talking afterwards about, um, like, miniatures and this new, like... Yeah. And I, I'm suddenly just realizing, like, your earrings are miniature. Like, it's yeah. miniature things! <laughs> yeah, it's all, yep. Oh my small. gosh. There's, yeah, yeah I'm... I'll try my best to actually, like, use some of the skills I have with clay to actually make some miniatures and stuff for my tiny dollhouse that I want to make, but... Is that going to be, like, a personal thing? Or yeah, that'll you... definitely be a personal yeah, project. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> selling that. Just, I've already macrameed, like, a little runner, and... What? <laughs> it's so, so adorable. It's really tiny, yeah. So. I, like, it's obvious... I, okay, for me, it's obvious that this miniature world is, like, why haven't I dove into it yet? Probably <laughs> because I know that I'm already obsessed without knowing anything about it. I'm like, what? A mini so rug? I was obsessed with little things when I was a kid. I was obsessed. Like, I, I had, like, little will. glow worms. I would even Wait. get... Yeah, no, 80s, baby. 80s. I had little glow worms. I had, like... I wasn't into trucks or cars, but I had little micro-machine cars because they were just tiny little models mm. of them. And just all kinds of little tiny things. Tiny I just, babies. I don't know what a glow worm is. Do you? I don't think I know what a glow worm is. It was just, it was like, a little... Have you seen the little... You've probably seen the, the baby version where it's, like... It looks like just like a little worm in a sleep 
like a sleep cat and you you squeeze oh. it and it lights up. It's like a little baby toy. Okay, thing. okay. But in the eighties, it was a lot more expanded, and so they had some <laughs> little, like it would come in a little pouch where it sleeps at night, and you could hang them up on each other on the wall, and they would just oh, all be cool. in their little sleeping bags at night, and they were so little and cute. <laughs> I'm thinking of a Sesame Street character. There was a worm that had like it was like baby worm or something. I think that was completely different. That was that, that belonged. <laughs> I don't know. That belonged to uh, Oscar the Grouch, and I think his name was Smiley. Okay. Yeah, and he was Oscar's friend. Is similar at all? Like, is like no, doesn't look similar at all. But it was it was a worm in the eighties. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you that. Okay. Okay. I'll wow. send you pictures of all this, and we should probably link all of these things. Yeah. Too, so okay. Because so so people can know. Oh my god. For us confused nineties babies. <laughs> community to feel when they experience your business? Ooh. Definitely a sense of nostalgia. That's one of my favorite reactions that I get. And that always makes me feel good. Where it's like, they can see that I've put a new interpretation on something old. And there's, I just love mm. when it's like, there was a market I did where this older gentleman came up to me and he's like, I did this back in the 70s. Like, I had, I sold a bunch of my macrame back in the 70s. Whoa. And, um, and these, yeah, and then I have people that'll come and we'll, we'll do macrame classes. And they'll come and they'll be like, I haven't done this since home ec in high school, but I remember my mom doing it or so-and-so doing it. Like, or they'll tell me about these pieces and that that is what just, like, brings me life. And that's what I want people to feel is, like, this, like, kind of triggered memories. Um, Ooh. Um, that they have, you know, more connection to it than just it being a beautiful piece. Um, and that, that always, that gives me, that gives me the warm, the warm and cozies inside. Mm, nostalgia. I love that. Yeah. I'm just beautiful. taking it in. That is like, doesn't everybody love a good old whiff of nostalgia? Like, mm. yeah. And really feeling that, okay, just seeing that beautiful energy of where it originates for you and how it came to be and how you weave that into something to bring connection back into people's life. I just find that so beautiful. And then it even comes from, the nostalgia comes from like their own distant memory and it like weaves in and meets in the middle. And yeah. that's just so cool. Yeah. Just, yeah. Lots about memories. And yeah. Memory. Okay. Part B. Okay. How would you like to feel within your community and how can we support you? Oh, I mean, I suffer a lot from imposter syndrome, so this is a very difficult question, I guess, um, where it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, how do I get to hang out with these such cool ladies? Like, who am I to do this? <laughs> but, um, you know, like, we're so cool. <laughs> oh, God. We're so cool. <laughs> All three of us are badass bitches. I love it. Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> All of us are in the same place. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with that, but sorry, you're, you're finishing your thoughts. Uh, that's, what else? Uh, hmm. <laughs> so, you were saying, like, really struggling with, like, imposter syndrome yeah. and things like that, so is that a way that we can be supporting you? Like, 
Yeah, it's it's just yeah. I I've been working on ways to kind of make myself feel more empowered and more like at home when I'm doing these kind of like in connecting with the community more, where I'm less like like flustered, like oh, like but like being like I just know I want the re- I know what I want the result to be. I'm not sure how to how to say to help have you help me support. <laughs> you got it. So, like, yeah. How to help you support? How to yeah. be supported and okay. help yeah. you feel supported? It's just, yeah, yeah. I want I to get to a spot where I feel more empowered and more like owning where I am. And yeah. I felt that before, and it's such a good feeling. But it's definitely been a while since I felt like that, especially without being able to do markets or anything lately. That right. I don't totally. have that like connection yeah. with people. Um, I think as entrepreneurs, especially, oh we gosh. get into that space of like what people get from us, but we're not really put in a place where we can really think about how we would like to be received, how mm-hmm. we would like to be seen or supported. And so I just feel like it's it's a really good prompt to bring up because I feel like we're really moving into that space of it no longer just being about us, right? Because mm-hmm. we're, we're learning how to show up for ourselves, but also coming into this space where we're starting to understand to also expect things from our community, to expect support and be received by our community. And so I like to ask that question because I, I really feel like it's, it needs to become part of our mindset as entrepreneurs to know that it's okay to expect something from our community and to expect that support and to also get in the mindset of knowing that you can ask for that help too because we we really are not coming from a, an expectation of asking for things. <laughs> it's so hard mm-hmm. to ask. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, and even just being in a space of receiving, that's something that I'm really, like, because I also, and I feel like with imposter syndrome, it's so much of an ebb and a flow. Like you're saying, you've been super in that empowered place mm-hmm. before, and I feel like I've been there before too, and lately totally. I've also been struggling with imposter syndrome energy and um it's just like I'm really part of my practice for that too is especially like making sure that I not don't just hear people when they give me compliments or say something about my business but to really receive it because it's so easy to be like oh yeah yeah like cool thanks uh-huh but then <laughs> yeah then just like you know like brush it off brush it and it's off. like no like this it's just, just I don't even know how to explain exactly how I go about that receiving besides just, like, being aware enough to hear it and to, like, try to just, like, really be with it and be like, okay, like, I'm receiving this information <laughs> rather than, like, brushing it off. Yeah. We're all kind of, like, little, we're, we're moms of our own businesses. And when mm-hmm. you're a mom, you know every little detail you know what it looks like, what it needs to look like, when it needs right. space. And so just like anybody like that can speak to being a mother in your own way, it's like that because you feel like you're the only one that gets it. Mm-hmm. So asking others to like show up or help in some way feels sometimes impossible because you're the one that knows how to do it instinctively. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But we love what you're bringing into the world and what you're creating. Thank you. <laughs> we love watching you through that transition as well. And it's very brave, the things that you are doing and taking on and choosing, even though it can be a really difficult place on that path at times. Thanks. Yeah. Well, and I had no idea just how, like, 
in alignment and intentional and deep, like all of the practices of your art and your, and your business and how that like translates into who you personally are and your growth journey. Like I thought it was just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely intertwined. Yes. <laughs> well, well, how could they, oh. <laughs> just... <laughs> like how could they not be of course, but just cause I guess I'd never like really sat down with you and heard the story yet so that's just really amazing it's not really a story that we you know like right just go like because it's it's something that had especially like in the community there was articles and stuff written about it that were just terrible and Mm. the online presence were really racist about um his nationality and like all these weird things were happening where it was just like you just wanted the world to be quiet and that was like kind of how we got the world to be quiet was by throwing ourselves into this art and yeah um, I mean I sold some of them to even help with his lawyer fees so wow. um, before we even started Hogrove so yeah it's yeah. it's it's been a tool for sure of helping figure out things in my life where like that's kind of consistent and it's growing mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah I was just listening to one of my favorite podcasts this morning as well mm-hmm. um moonbeaming and She's bringing up a lot recently about how art is basically magic within our lives. Expressions of our truest selves and how it can really deeply heal and change us. Um, And I feel like that's just being more and more recognized. And especially when you take it into your personal life and you make it your own and you really can see through that expression how it has healed you and helped you get through those things. It really does come up as a sort of magic Mm-hmm. so I really love that that way of seeing it do you have a way that you would define magic or how that shows how magic shows up in your life mm. it's, it almost seems <laughs> like it might be kind of a newer concept for you as well yeah like putting it in this framework I love it's just yeah it hasn't necessarily been put I was like a lot of these practices and things that I've been just like discovering lately I'm like oh okay like they're very much mean what I've kind of already been doing, but it's just a different framework for it all. But, right. Um, but magic is all like, oh, fool. <laughs> um, I do think that it's, you know, linked a lot to emotion and I am a very emotional person. Mm. Um, and just being able to, it's just, it's so intangible in my brain to explain like yeah, that yeah. it's just this kind of like feeling and it's kind of linked to my confidence and mm. you know um just w- what I'm able to do in my time and like oh I think that makes I'm sense yeah. no, to that, execute like absolutely That's get it out of my, my mouth but <laughs> I feel like we're we're starting to learn and understand that magic is not this unaccessible force that we've kind of been taught that it is it's actually experienced through our presence and being aware and present with our emotions as we're experiencing them and and in those moments where we are connecting with ourselves it's a type of remembering Mm. because we've been moving so far away from paying any attention to ourselves, at least within societal expectations, we're always shown to look outside of ourselves. And it's almost this remembering of, actually, this has been within me this entire time. And that in itself is kind of a a way of, like, reconnecting 
to that foundation of magic and that kind of as you follow yourself and follow that path it just gets stronger and bigger and evolves from there mm-hmm. and, and yeah. I think you're kind of at that beginner yeah. place yeah, yeah. And like and I think yeah it's also important with like being around people that are kind of recognizing their magic mm. that it's kind of a contagious thing where you're like okay like you can build that up in you and hopefully one day I can help you know someone else kind of find theirs and I yeah. think that's beautiful but yeah, as far as expressing it more, it's, it's harder for me to do, but... <laughs> well, you, everything you've said about your business, it sounds like you're just... It's like a creative flow, which feels like an alignment, and that's almost what I hear you kind of describing, like, your magic as, and there's it's hard yeah. to put words to that. It's more of, like, an it, essence it, and the... Energy. It's yeah, like, yeah. 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 That's, that's how I've connected it. Oh, and I that like language that. <laughs> comes through your experience, too. Yeah. That language grows as you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, where can people find you, both in person or online? Like, you had also mentioned uh, being, like, doing some wholesale, like, having your, mm-hmm. is it just the one shop? Or? Yeah, normally you find me on my um, vintage velvet couch with my cat on my lap, but... Um, <laughs> oh my god, what color what? velvet? Uh, it was a side of the road find. It is, like, a burnt orangey red. Oh, hell yeah. Yes. Super 70s. Serious. <laughs> That's it's perfect. Awesome. Um, but it's covered in cat hair. Okay, um, right, but for real, um, <laughs> uh, then uh, at Whole Road Microco on Instagram, that's cool. a lot of where, that's the main place that I put the energy in to um, do that. And so we have our website and stuff is linked there. But I do a lot of sales and stuff just in my stories. Oh, cool. Um, because then it gets more in front of people's faces. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's more fun for me that way, too, because then I can like, interact with the jewelry and things yeah. rather than just posting pictures online. Um, and then uh, we have stuff at, um, at My Garden Nursery in Bellingham um, in their jungle section. And Ooh. towards so their houseplants and stuff, there's a bunch of macrame and working on an order for them, as well as um, some of my jewelries there as well. Sweet. Awesome. And do you, you had mentioned, yeah, that you'll be refining and coming out with some new things, especially within the next couple months. Is there any other news that you have to share? Not yet. It's, okay. still, it's still forming. I'm yeah. still figuring out exactly what I want to do, but... Cool. Um, I'm I just, sure you'll be posting about all of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on Instagram all the time, so... Yeah. Awesome. And your Instagram will be linked in the show notes, too, so Perfect. for anybody listening, you can just head there right now and go follow her. Yes, please. So you don't have to try to figure out how to spell hug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hug. 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 Well, thank you for being here with us today and having this conversation. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's so easy.